It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Brenna Thompson, registered and licensed dietitian, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition, education, and counseling. Every week we bring you information on how eating real food can dramatically change your life. Today we are going to be discussing how healthy hair, skin, and nails start from within. And to help me out, I want you to meet my co-host, Katie Harla. Katie is also a registered and licensed dietitian. She sees clients in both our Wyzetta office and also in our Lakeville office. So welcome to the show, Katie. Good morning, Brenna. And Good morning. I want to say hi to all of our listeners, whether it's iTunes or Minneapolis, St. Paul, right? Because mm-hmm, we've got listeners everywhere. All over the place. Australia. I mean, gosh, you name it. All over yeah. the world. Um, this is a fabulous topic. You know, me and Brenna were talking about this before we got into the show here, and this is just a really good pertinent topic that a lot of people um, are really kind of curious about. I know all of our nutritionists frequently get asked questions about clients' hair, skin, and nails. You know, so symptoms such as acne or rosacea, you know, dry and brittle hair, uh, maybe white spots on your fingernails, or maybe, you know, yellow toe toenails. All of those can actually tell us a lot about a person's nutrition and their health. Those are kind of like almost the body signs, right, of what's going on on the inside. Exactly. And so this is a pretty broad topic, lots of different areas here. But let's just dive in and begin with how healthy hair starts from within. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure Brenna's got this figured out <laughs> because you have a lot of hair. It is growing. I feel like a lion. It's it's really long. It's really brown. It's got to be back to like your mid back. It is. And when I met you over over a year ago, I mean, it was up like above your shoulders, something like that. Yeah. But I I always kind of look in the mirror and I go, gosh, I look like Hermione from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. But like many of our clients, I can honestly say I have not always had great hair or particularly a healthy scalp. Mm -hmm. Because for almost my entire childhood, I struggled with itchy dandruff. Which I did too. It's awful stuff. But it used to look like there was a ski slope on my shoulders. (laughs) And I tried every dandruff shampoo on the market and nothing worked until. Until you cut out dairy. How did you know? Well, Pretty much because we always talk nutrition, right? Pretty so it's much. just like I know your nutrition story. Yes. Um, but so many clients that we see, dairy is a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so many body signs such as dandruff are a result of food sensitivities and vitamin or mineral deficiencies. So I was the same way when I was a kid, um, had a lot of the dry, itchy, itchy scalp. scalp. And, you know, my sister, if she's listening, she would always <laughs> tease me and say, Katie, your head is snowing, mm-hmm. right? And that was kind of rude as a kid. I didn't appreciate that. Um, my mom always told me to quit itching my head. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I've read one statistic that stated 37% of children with eczema, inflammation of the skin is really what it is, have a food allergy. That's I mean, a pretty high percentage. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of, you know, that's not something a lot of people correlate. Mm-mm. We know that one of the most common food allergens is cow's milk. 
one of those top ones. Mm -hmm. And while most people can tolerate dairy in the form of cream and butter, so that's the dairy fat, many people do not tolerate the particular dairy protein called casein, which is found highly concentrated in milk, yogurt, kefir, cheese, ice cream, pudding, and cottage cheese. Some of my old favorite food. Right. I mean, I remember that again as a kid, just drinking milk. Milk. Just, just loved milk. Me just too. Cup after cup of milk. And right, it was attributing to as a kid that dandruff to that that snowing scalp. Yeah. <laughs> um, so casein protein can damage the intestinal lining. Um. And lead to inflammation all over the body. So there's a lot of research being done Mm -hmm. um, that we're reading that says if there's inflammation in the lining of the intestinal tract, it's presented then in the skin for for certain people. Yes. Um, So for many people then, this inflammation in the lining will show up in their skin as dandruff, like we were experiencing, um, eczema, rosacea, and acne, which, and I've talked about on the show before, I used to have really bad... You know, as a kid, it was dandruff, but then it really developed into a lot of really cystic rash acne all over. Oh, gosh. Um, But if you have any of those symptoms, which is it's much better clearing, you know, thank goodness, gone. You you look fabulous um, because of the dairy. But if you have any of those symptoms, it might be time to ask yourself if it could be related to the dairy in your diet. And once I learned about the connection between dairy and dandruff, and I kind of started researching this a little bit while mm-hmm. I was still living in Georgia because everything that I was reading about to help take care of dandruff and some other skin problems that I was having just kept telling me to, oh, eat low fat, yes, cut out the red meat. Kind of the standard advice that we hear. Yeah. And I was going, I already do that. I don't, I'm not eating a lot. I don't right, eat know. that. And it's not working. But... When I started to see a connection between dairy, started mm-hmm. reading about that, and when I, especially when I started working at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I just I took dairy out of my diet for two weeks, and voila, no more dandruff. No more dandruff. So amazing. No more dry, flaky scalp for you. Um, so a dry, itchy scalp could be a dairy sensitivity, not a head and shoulders shampoo deficiency, right? I like that. <laughs> uh, so now clients often tell me that their hair has become dry and brittle. I mean, I'm sure you hear that. It's pretty common. Sometimes they say it's even falling out. And how distressing would that be? Right, especially for a woman. And yeah, and that's who we hear it from mm-hmm. the most because, in fact, more than 30 million American women experience hair loss. Wow. That's a a huge statistic. And in a study study by Dr. Janet Roberts, she found that out of 153 women, 70% of the premenopausal women in this group and 29% of the postmenopausal women experienced hair loss as a result of iron deficiency. Another nutritional risk factor for hair loss included protein and zinc deficiencies. You know, so then we would ask ourselves, why, you know, why are these women frequently having an iron deficiency or a zinc deficiency or even a protein deficiency? Right. You know, could it be something they're eating or is it something they are not eating? You know, or why are they not absorbing these nutrients from their food? Exactly. Because maybe they're eating a great diet, Mm -hmm. but they're just not absorbing those nutrients right you know and as we go over kind of like food plans with people um and we look at their health history they'll say that you're like i'm i'm eating you know the good the good meat proteins i'm eating the leafy greens i'm eating the good fats i'm doing maybe some nuts and nuts and seeds and 
But then it's like, yeah, you know, well, maybe you're not absorbing it. So now we have to tackle it from the gut. And many women who in the past or currently eat a low-fat diet, they often mistakenly also follow a low-protein diet at the Mm -hmm. same time. And one of the richest sources of iron and zinc, as well as protein, of course, is beef. And that is a food typically avoided by a lot of people on low-fat diets. Yeah, a lot of, you know, even clients will say that. They're like, I'll eat the chicken and I'll eat turkey, um, but I avoid... I avoid the 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 red meat, yeah, mm-hmm. the beef. So you know we know that hair is made from the protein keratin. So even though we do not eat keratin, nope. right? That's we, not we can't eat it. We can't eat it, right? It's not there. If a person is not eating enough protein, their body will not be able to make keratin and then grow the healthy hair. You know, so then also if they eat a low fat diet, the hair they do grow will probably be dull and brittle. You know, not mm-hmm. full of that. Nutrition. So, Katie, you you had a little story about this. (laughs) Tell people this, or do I sound kind of like a dork? No. Um, So, and I've shared this on the show before, and like, you know, my clients know this about me. um, But I used to be a vegetarian Mm -hmm. during my college years for at least a good, you know, couple years there. I was a vegetarian, and I get my hair dyed, you know, I get it done. Um, And then in college, I was really kind of noticing, you know, the my hair, the roots in my Mm -hmm. hair, they would not be growing out, right? They would just always, I would never have to get my hair done because my roots weren't growing out. And, you know, I would kind of make sarcastic comments. So, well, this is great. You know, I don't have to never have to pay for, right. I never (laughs) have to get my hair done. But intuitively and deep down, I knew, you know, I'm not eating enough protein to supply my, you know, leftover to supply my hair with nutrition to grow, Exactly. which is, I mean, now looking back, that that should have sent off more of an alarm bell in my brain. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just let it go and kind of the things we do for vanity. Right? Oh my goodness! But you know now, now that I'm I eat the proteins, you know, several times a day. Right. It's it's like it grows like a weed, which is <laughs> great, which is fantastic, especially for our hairdressers. Oh right, I, that's what I was saying. So hi to Bree if she's out there. Um, but yeah, right. So, you know what, Brenna, it is time to take a little break. Okay. I mean, we're, I think we're going to have a lot of fun, so the time's going to fly. I think so. Um, but you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We have had some amazing open houses at our Maple Grove and North Oaks office this past year. Um, now, Wyzetta, which is one of the places your that home I turf. work, yeah, is, host, is hosting another open house. So mark your calendars for Sunday, September 22nd from 11 to 3 Um, You will have the opportunity to meet many of our nutritionists, educators, Greg Peterson. Great um, guy. Yes. Also known as the supplement guy. And even Dar will be there. So come on in to learn more about sleep, cravings, pain and inflammation and many other topics. So Cedar Summit will be joining us again to make butter, which is a really love butter. Yes. (laughs) So it's a great activity. It's going to be a really fun day. So all products in YZ will be 10% off. And did I mention there will be smoothie samples, which stuff. Pe- yeah, people, people love them. People love them. Um, so if you do have questions today for us about hair, skin, nails, why don't you give us a call um, in the studio, 651-641-1071. Allow me to blow your mind. Ready? Fat doesn't make you fat. <laughs> you okay? Still listening? All right, I got another one. Sugar substitutes actually cause you to gain weight. Whoa, is it opposite day? Nope, just dropping a little science on you. 
the kind you'll learn at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. The kind that will teach you how to eat real food that gets you to your real weight and makes you feel real good for good. Because the point system doesn't add up. The starvation diet is mean. And you can count on calorie counting to let you down every single time. Learn to eat the way people did when obesity was an exception, not an epidemic. And learn how much delicious, real, vital food you can eat. That's the part that will really blow your mind and eventually your butt right off your backside. To sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. I can only imagine there are a lot of people out there with allergies that are acting up these days. Well, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we know that dairy increases mucus production, particularly in the sinus cavity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, this. And have you heard a lot of people coming in lately? Well, yeah. Complaining <clears throat> about Absolutely this? a lot. I mean, well, springtime is yeah. a big time when people come in and they talk about the allergies and then again in fall. And here we go straight into the fall season. And in fact, Allison, who took our weight and wellness series, decided to give up dairy for two weeks. She had been suffering from chronic sinus congestion as well as acid reflux. Oh, okay. Yep. So she gave up dairy two weeks and magically that congestion, that sinus congestion, as well as her acid reflux cleared up. Completely gone. And that's a huge, you know step for people it's a huge bonus because that's it it takes over how you feel i mean if your sinuses are congested it's just like that's all you can think about it is those horrible headaches and Mm -hmm. what was interesting her uh her acid reflux was Mm -hmm. actually so bad that if she ate just simple things like an apple she would get acid reflux okay wow and within just a couple days of giving up the dairy it was gone Mm -hmm. because it was the dairy that was actually Actually, causing the inflammation in the lining yes and her stomach and yep so it was gone but as a lot of people do, she went out to a restaurant one night with her family and had some feta cheese. And by the time she walked to the parking lot after her meal, her nose was all stuffed up. So it was probably even just like a little bit of feta cheese, maybe on like an entree or a salad or exactly. something. So I think, it, yeah, it was just a sprinkling of it. So that's a really good point because sometimes people, I don't think they really realize it until they start to make these connections for themselves that even if, like if you have a dairy sensitivity, sensitivity even if it's just a little tiny bit you know you think oh it's just a little bit on the salad it's not gonna hurt yep you still react i mean you, you sure can still do. react strongly and if, i'm sure you've realized this before once people remove it from their system once they take out mm-hmm. their food sensitivities and then they add it back in it's the response is so strong so much greater but you've really got to get rid of it completely mm-hmm. to feel good enough to realize how crummy you felt before exactly I think the best analogy I read recently in a book was if you, so say you're allergic to cats. Okay, right. <laughs> and you have a house full of cats mm-hmm. and you get rid of all of them except for one. Yes. You are still allergic to the cat. Yes, it's still there, still causing a little bit of a problem. That's a that's a really good analogy. Yeah, I thought I like that was that. a great analogy. Now, back to the sinuses and the sinus congestion. According to Dr. Chris Kresser, other foods that often trigger similar histamine reactions and induce allergy symptoms include fermented or aged foods, chocolate, berries, tomatoes, and coffee. Well, that's quite the list. That is quite the list. I know my father-in-law during high allergy season, he doesn't drink coffee Mm -hmm. for that particular reason because he figured out that that makes him worse. You know, and um, that's what, you know, clients will say is, 
oh, it's just my allergies. It's just, this is just how it is and just how I am. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, let's just try removing, you know, let's just for instance, let's just mm-hmm. try removing the dairy and seeing if that isn't exacerbating the allergies. Make and sure enough, worse. they, right. And they come back and it's like the allergies that they thought they had were almost completely gone. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. And you just have to get people to convince them yes, right. that it's going to be okay. And just to commit for a little, you know, for, you know, anywhere from three to even better, six weeks. Yep. Um, and they really do notice those differences. Yeah. So. Um, before we, oh, I think we actually have a caller. So before we get back into it, you want to take the caller? Let's take the caller. So Pamela, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question for us? Yeah, I I was, about a couple years ago, I was experiencing some hair loss and I had my iron checked in my blood for my yearly exam and they said it's fine. But then I went to a dermatologist and she checked my ferritin level and she said that was fine. But then I was talking to one of you gals, and you looked at the ferritin number, and you said, no, it's too low. So that's when I started taking some iron. So can you tell us the difference between the ferritin, how that, you know, the stored iron, and the iron that they would check in your blood, and how those two are different? Absolutely. So the a lot of times, I actually just had this done myself, doctors will check your hemoglobin levels, which just tells us the iron store the iron that's just kind of floating around in your bloodstream and not even necessarily the iron it just tells us how much oxygen is attaching to your blood cells Mm -hmm. and if your hemoglobin's low it can be an indicator of low iron but not always so that's where maybe your hemoglobin's a little low so then we might be suspecting that it's iron Mm -hmm. then we would check your ferritin levels to see what those are, because that's the storage form of iron in your body. Yeah, that's a much better determiner of the actual storage of the iron in your body. So what should the ferritin number be? Off the top of my head, I don't remember. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I don't remember off the top of my head either. Um, but if I'm thinking your iron, your hemoglobin level can be within range, mm-hmm. but then your ferritin level can be off. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, yes absolutely. it can. And that's, I mean, that's the thing. That's exactly, exactly right. Your ferritin will um, start to drop before you really notice a difference in your hemoglobin. So, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, the nutritionist you're working with, you know, take that, you know, we have reacted iron Mm -hmm. at our facility um, and you can take anywhere from one to two of them a day. But, you know, again, iron is something that you want to know how much of it is in your blood. Because, again, if you get too much iron, that can be a danger as well. That can be a danger as well. So it's good to... Um, if you are supplementing with it, keep an eye on your levels to make sure that the ferritin doesn't go too high either. Okay. It, would it be a safe assumption that if your hemoglobin level is low, your ferritin level is low? Not always. Okay. Because if your hemoglobin is low, you might have normal iron stores. You might have normal iron levels, but there is a possibility that you could have low B vitamin levels. Okay. Particularly your B12, B6, or folate. Okay, so they don't always work in conjunction with each other. No, they don't. It gets tricky. Uh, okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for the call, Pamela. Thank you. Before we um, went to break, yep, we were talking about hair, right? We were talking we about were hair. We were talking about all, all things hair. Um, so we're talking about protein and some of the iron and the zinc. Yes. And one way I like to make sure that I'm eating enough protein and getting adequate amounts of zinc 
and iron and healthy fats, too, is to grill up some grass-fed beef burgers and top them with homemade guacamole. Yum. I love, I love guacamole. Me, too. Um, so avocados are a great fat when it comes to supporting healthy tissues. Not only is our hair made from keratin, There's but that. so mm-hmm. are our nails. Ooh. And we can learn so much about our health by looking at our nails. For example, if your fingernails have white spots on them, so I think Dar and I talked about this last week. Oh, okay. A little bit. So everybody hold your fingers out. Look Take at them. Look. Got any white spots there? Could. I don't. <laughs> nope, me neither. All right. Could indicate a zinc deficiency. Now there's that zinc again. You know, and I was telling, um, talking to Brenna about this before the show today, and I, I can think of a particular client that I had seen and we were going through her health questionnaire and her um, kind of her history. And, you know, one thing I noticed on her nails was there were white spots on most, if not all of her nails. And did she just have one white spot on each one or did she have multiple? I can't remember that. Okay. But one thing that I clued into was, um, you know, we started to ask some more questions and I was like, I wonder how her zinc status is. Mm -hmm. So we do um, at the offices, we have kind of like a zinc test that you can ask for if you go in, you know, (laughs) say, hey, can I have the zinc test? Um, So anyways, it's just it's like a liquid zinc that, you know, if if it reacts in the body and if you have lots of zinc, it it creates a really strong flavor in your mouth. It tastes like you have metal in your mouth. That's that's exactly what it tastes like. So I gave this test to her and she didn't have any flavor. No flavor. No flavor at all. How did she describe it? Um, cucumber juice. <laughs> you know, so I was like, oh my. So that was when I was, re- you know, really, okay, you definitely need to be taking some of this this zinc for a while. Need a lot of zinc there. Mm-hmm. So, and according so, to James McAfee. Yeah, he's the author of um, Your Body Sign Language. I love that book. It's a great book. He said, if you have vertical ridges on your nails, you might be deficient in the fatty acid GLA or um, gamma-linoleic acid, this helps your nails retain moisture. I kind of think of GLA as like the tissue hydrator. Yeah. So this fat, uh, fatty acid also helps hair follicles retain moisture, which keeps it looking nice and shiny, right, instead of dull. Which, which is, is what we want. We all, we all would like that, right? Yeah. And GLA helps all of our tissues retain moisture, including our skin and our bladder. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're eating enough good fats and we stay hydrated, then maybe we even supplement with a little GLA, then wrinkles will disappear and we will not experience incontinence. So for people, you know, even particularly I think of some gals, mm-hmm. when they're waking up in the middle of the night several times, because they, they go to the, the bathroom... bathroom. Yes. Um, when You know, I've, I've had success with this, and I'm sure you have too. When we have. put them on some GLA, again, it's that tissue hydrator. Yep. It it stops some of that running to the bathroom in the, middle of, in the middle of the night. Exactly. And then all of a sudden they can finally sleep. Because essentially they had a dry bladder. Mm-hmm. It sounds crazy, but their bladder cells were dry, so we need to hydrate them so that they can actually retain the moisture. With the GLA. Yeah. So it it's time for another break, Brenna. Oh, darn. Where does the time go? I don't know. Um, so you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. So ladies, are you experiencing hot flashes? Have you suddenly gained weight? Or maybe your sweet sleep quality has gone down the drain? So we know it's hormones. This is something we talk about a lot. And we can help. So simply attend our one-night hot flash solutions um, for perimenopause and menopause class. It's going to be taught in Lakeville on October 19th. And then in Maple Grove on on October 24th 
and in North Oaks on October 29th. So to sign up, just call 651-699-3438, or you can go to our website at weightandwellness.com. So if you have questions for us, give us a call at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to let you in on a little secret. The old calories in, calories out dieting approach doesn't work. Of course, you already knew that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many times has the low-fat diet failed you? How many times did your cravings get in the way of your healthy eating efforts? We invite you to dip your toes into a better, more balanced way of eating. This Monday, September 9th, Kristen will be teaching Jumpstart Your Metabolism in St. Paul from 5.30 to 7.30. To sign up, simply call the office at 651-699-3438, or you can also register online at weightandwellness.com. That's what I love about us is it's a, an eating plan that people feel good off of. Yes. And they, you know, they make these remarks all the time. It's like, I can do this. You know, this is something that I don't feel like deprived or restricted or something mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm thinking, okay, when am I done with this diet, diet that they get in their, their mind? It's, I can do this for a long, forever. It's just a, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, which you is really what do we, it. Tr- yes, you can <laughs> do it. We try to get people to understand. Um, so we have a few questions. Oh boy. So let's take some. Sharon, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Yes, the question I have is I thought you said that berries and tomatoes can cause nasal congestion. Is that correct? For some people, it can. They contain a higher amount of histamine triggering compounds. And for some people, particularly during high allergen times, it can trigger more of those seasonal allergies. And what kind of berries are you talking about when you say berries? Definitely strawberries. Oh, strawberries. Strawberries in particular, but you could probably also look at your raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, but I know strawberries for sure. Oh, so basically all the berries then. Would be. Depends upon the person. So because I am not doing dairy and Mm -hmm. I've had terrible nasal congestion since the spring, I'm not doing dairy, I'm not doing gluten, I've gone gluten-free because I've taken your classes and so on. Uh, how much of the GLA do you have to take? I'm taking two of them a day, and I'm still having huge problems with this. With the sinuses? Uh-huh. Um, I would, you know, you could bump it up to four to six four a day. Six. Um, another thing that comes to mind for me, and this is, you know, maybe something that you sit down with a nutritionist, for some people, not for everyone when it comes to the sinus passages, um, there is a correlation between uh, some yeast that can actually mm-hmm. affect the sinuses. So I think even the Mayo Clinic has recognized this, and they have antifungal yeah. nasal sprays. So if you're not doing gluten and you're not doing dairy and you're even avoiding some of those other you know, histamine-producing um, sorts of foods, that would be another thing that I would actually really look into to you see if there is fungal. any um, yeast almost stemming from actually the digestive tract. Oh, really? From mm-hmm. the digestive tract? Yeah, yes. it, can be, it can become systemic in the body and affect the sinuses. You know, so that's when we go back and we really talk about, you know, the gut is so important for how we feel and making sure that you're getting enough of that bifidobacteria throughout the day. Um, oh, and some so people need a little bit more of a, a stronger approach. So take the bifidobacteria and that will help that? Definitely. It, yep. You oh. really just, I would definitely, if it's something you're still struggling with, mm-hmm. make an appointment. Make an appointment. To see a nutritionist because probably within a week or two, if they get you on the right track, 
you'll feel better. Yeah. Oh, okay. We can get to the bottom of that pretty quick. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank You're you, Sharon. Welcome. Bye. You got another caller coming on? We do. Okay. Kelly, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Yeah, I just, um, it's a little off of the skin thing, but metallic taste in your mouth. Are you a deficient in something or? That all the time? Uh, you know, that's funny. It's not all the time. It, it's, you know, sporadic, but it like runs in days in a row. So I try to watch my diet. What am I eating or not eating? But I don't have anything correlated. I'm kind of stumped, I but am- I'm wondering, are you on any medications? No, not no. Do you have any thought? I'm. It's. I know. I've. I've read this before. I just can't remember what it was. Iron comes to mind. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Something Um, with a mineral. The only time I really remember treating something such as this is when, if I had patients who were going through chemotherapy or radiation. Oh, sure. Yep. Right. I've heard it with a lot of medications, but I'm just not on a lot of medications. But are you, you're not on a lot of them. Are you I'm on- only on one. Amitriptyline at night. I've been on it for years. And the metallic taste has just happened over the last year. Hmm. Well, that would be, I mean, that would be interesting, you know, to come in and see if there's any other correlations. You know, I think I've had, I've had other clients who've had, um, I'm trying to remember the specifics of it, but we had, we made a lot of adjustments to actually their digestive health sure. and some of that went away. Okay. So, um, and then another question on the GLA: Is there food sources you can get that, or would you have to eat just such large quantities? Yeah, you can um, get the GLA in things like nuts some nuts and, and seeds, and you and know, spinach. and spinach. Yeah, and sometimes spinach. There, okay. some people are deficient in the enzyme um, delta six desaturase that they need in order to convert the food into the the oh. the GLA. So you could be eating those foods. You could be, I'm eating my spinach and I'm eating the nuts and seeds, but you don't notice any of that hydrating benefit. Then you might be somebody who almost needs to take the GLA because GLA is, yeah. it's almost like it's an activated form. It's already ready to use for your body. Right. Sure. So, okay. you know, I'm one of those people. I know that <laughs> I, have to, take I have to take the GLA or some of my symptoms come back. Yeah, I betcha. Because I have the bridges and the nails. Oh, okay. Yep, had them for years, and I do take, you know, I eat flaxseed, and I do eat a lot of seeds, and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. But it might just be that your body's not activating that fat from them. Right, exactly. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Great. Great. Yeah. All right, we have one, let's have one more question here. Okay, sounds like a good plan. Liz, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Hello. Hi, Hi, Liz. Liz. Hi, I want to know, uh, on this bladder issue, was that GLA? Yes. Okay, that answers my question. Yep, GLA. So, Thank you. And who's the author of that little book you mentioned, Your Body Signs? Um, James McAfee. Jane? James, J-A-M-E-S. James McAfee, and that's okay. the MC. Thank you, dear. I love your show. Oh, great. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Um, so getting back into our topic a little bit here, we were talking about, you know, the, the connections between our hair and our skin. So, right, we know we need protein and we yep. need some of these fatty and acids. Fats and GLA apparently has been a hot topic. That's a hot topic. So now we have shiny hair and we have no wrinkles. We're looking fabulous. But what if our nails are weak? Oh, that would be a travesty. If your nails chip easily, you may be deficient in vitamin B6 and biotin. 
Or you may not be eating enough animal protein. Or you may not have enough good bacteria in your gut to help your body naturally break down protein and turn it into B vitamins. Again, the gut is so important. It all starts in the gut. It all starts in the gut. So that's right. You know, when we are supplied with all of the amino acids, building blocks, actually the building blocks from animal proteins, our bodies actually make their own B vitamins. That's pretty amazing. You know, but only if we are able to break down and absorb that protein. Yeah, you mentioned some interesting words there, though. Amino acids. So for our listeners out there who aren't familiar with that, amino acids are what come together to form proteins. I like to think of them as pop beads. Anybody out there remember those? Yeah, right. (laughs) We were talking about that before the show. Yes. So each different amino acid is like an individual bead. And when they snap together, they form long strands of proteins. Yeah. So that's exactly what this looks like. Each of those little pop beads. Remember that when you make like necklaces or a bracelet or something. Yep. Each one of those would be like the amino acids. And depending upon, say, the color of the bead or the different amino acid, Mm -hmm. the way that they string together, the way they snap together determines what kind of protein it makes. Right. Exactly. Um, So besides maybe chipped nails, many people complain about having yellow toenails. And this is a question that I actually um, ask a lot of my clients just to, you know, get a better picture about what's going on. You know, how are, you know, how are your toenails? How are your nails? Do you have yellow nails? Do you have um, thick nails? nails. Yes, Mm -hmm. because especially in the winter, we can't see their toenails. Right. Nobody's wearing flip flops. Now, the most common cause of yellow toenails are fungal infections. And this is a case where we do need to treat the infection both inside and out. So this is another one of those things where we were talking to the gal, I believe it was Sharon, earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, some of these fungal infections, I mean, not saying that that's what it was, but it possibly could be in her sinuses. They represent in other ways, like um, maybe the yellowing and the thickening of the Mm -hmm. nails. Or maybe athlete's foot. Right. Maybe athlete's foot, right? Yeah. That's a fungal infection. Yep. So we are going to talk more about the yellow nail fungal correlation when we get back, but we do have to take another break. Darn. Um, You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. So now that school has started, are you worried about your kids being able to focus all day at school? So if so, try this delicious breakfast to really kind of fuel their morning and start their day off right. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you take one ripe banana and then you puree it up with two eggs and one to two tablespoons of almond or coconut flour. Then you fry this batter in butter and you top it off with real whipped cream. Yum, who wouldn't want that? I wish I would have had that as a kid. That would have <laughs> been so good. If you want even more great food ideas for your kids, um, hurry up now and sign up for our Foods to Build Happy Focus Kids. It's this Wednesday, September 11th, and it's from 6.30 to 8.30 in North Oaks. So just call 651 651- Six nine nine three four three eight, or you can even watch it online at weightandwellness.com. But if you do have questions, when she give us a ring here in the in the studio at six five one six four one one zero seven one. Hi, sleep. I miss you. What's it been? Six months? A year? I don't even know anymore. I just know I need you, and I really want to reconnect. I tried medication, hypnosis, some weird tea that smelled like feet, crying hysterically. None of it worked. A friend of mine told me about this place that helped her sleep, Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I know. What the heck does food have to do with sleep? She says a lot. I can't remember what exactly because my mind is shot these days. 
No sleepy, no thinky. Plus, I'm getting acne and headaches, and my butt's getting fat. I'm going a little crazy, you know? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to give nutritional weight and wellness a try. And I promise, sleep, if you come back, I won't snore. Learn how real food can improve your sleep, mood, digestion, skin, and more. Sign up for the Weight and Wellness Series at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you've got questions about your hair, skin, or nails, give us a call today at 651-641-1071. Speaking of, yeah. I think we have a couple other callers here. So Okay. Joyce, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a uh, question for us? Um, yes. My daughter has rosacea. She's um, 26, and it seems like it's getting a little worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it does what that. What suggest for nutrition, or is there anything topical she can use? I have, I have personal experience with this, and several clients have had rosacea, and I tell you, dairy is a huge culprit. Okay, she with, does eat a lot of dairy. She's mm-hmm. got to cut the dairy yeah. out. Absolutely. So inflammatory for the skin. And it could also be gluten. But I would say if you can get your daughter to make an appointment with a nutritionist, they might be able to help figure out which one it is. It could be one. It could be both. And Mm -hmm. otherwise, just take them them out of the diet for a good six weeks, and the rosacea will probably go away. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll try that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Joyce. We got another caller? We do. Okay. Hi, Carol. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Yes. Um, I used to have pretty good nails, and then, I don't know, three, four weeks ago, they started breaking down a lot. Last Saturday, I went into your office, and I bought GLA and zinc and omega-3 and vitamin D3, and so I'm taking one of those a day. Um, Should I see some improvement then? Or you said something about vitamin B. I would take, so you're only taking one GLA a day? Yes. Okay, I would um I would bump it up to probably around 4, okay. you know, 4 mm-hmm. to 6 right now. And it takes it does, you know, it does take a while to really start to notice in your nails. Yeah. Um you know, it might take more than just a few weeks. It Definitely. could take a couple months cuz as your you think about your nails, mm-hmm. you only trim them every month or so. Right. So as your nails grow. Um and you're not doing any other like harsh chemicals or anything that would be weakening the nail. No. So no like nail polishes or any Washing no. your okay. No, because I don't have very nice fingers, and I <laughs> I don't want to tra- you know attention to them. Okay, so. okay. So that's not a piece. Um, you said something about bi- vitamin B with nails that chip easily. It could be so. It could be biotin or B six. It sounds like you're already kind of on the right track mm-hmm. with a lot of the other supplements that you've bought. I would also make sure that you're eating plenty of protein mm-hmm. and plenty of healthy fats. Okay. Because so, that's the piece we can. That's the piece we can. We can supplement things, but making sure that the the foundation is there enough with the with the food coming in, because that's what's going to support your nail structure. Okay. Thank uh, you so much. Thanks, Carol. You're welcome. Thank Have you a great for day. Us a call. Thank you. Now, before we went to break, Katie, we were talking about yellow toenails. Yes, and oh. those being a fungal infection can correlate with a fungal infection, right? So, what uh, do we do? So, you know, and I often recommend that people with some of this yellowing of the nail that, again, they take bifidobacteria because it could be stemming from the digestive system. Yep. And then avoid sugar to boost, um, to boost their immune system and kind of kick out the infection because 
You know, yes. what do we know about yeast, right? What, it, what does it feed off of? It loves sugar. It loves sugar, It right? loves sugar and carbs. So it's almost like starve it out a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, then what I would do is I moisten a cotton ball. I have clients moisten a cotton ball with um, something we sell, which I love. So it's Liquid Advantage. And it's actually a grapefruit seed extract that's antibacterial, antifungal, anti-everything, anti-everything. <laughs> um, and then rub it on the infected nail two to three times a day. So again, that's moisten a cotton ball with liquid advantage um, and then rub it on the infected nail two to three times each day. And avoid sugar. And avoid sugar. And yeah. then, you know, sometimes it's kind of like, again, it might be stemming from the digestive system. So they can, I've had clients take that internally too, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um, doesn't taste great, but it, does it not, works. It doesn't taste good. Just <laughs> get it over with. Yep. But it works. Now, people will probably kind of as our previous caller came on and we were talking about people will probably not notice results for several months until the old infected nail is gone and new healthy nail has replaced it. But mm-hmm. you just got to give it time. Just give it time. Some of these things don't go. Some things go away overnight. Right. Some don't. Some as yes, you know, with the hair and the nails, it has to grow out. Right. That's a that's a great point for people to remember. But what about this one? Have you ever wondered why some people get spider veins? So those dark kind of purple veins that appear on the arms and the legs. Well, yes, I have. And in doing some research, I learned that spider veins are most likely a result of poor circulation and weak blood vessels. Right. You know, and going back to the food, to support strong blood vessels, people need to eat a lot of protein. (laughs) So and also consume enough vitamin C um, from citrus fruits, you know, get enough vitamin C from green vegetables and even herbs, you know, such as parsley or cilantro. Which we don't talk about herbs a whole lot. We don't. But, but you do get nutrients mm-hmm. from them. And they're actually pretty potent. Yeah. I mean, as far as nutrients are concerned. So those are great. That's a great way to incorporate some mm-hmm. of this. And vitamins, a vitamin C deficiency is known as Scurvy. Right. We learned about that in fourth grade, right? Yep, we did. And it leads to very weak blood vessels that bleed easily. I also learned that it can lead to dandruff. Interesting. Yeah. And even though we think of scurvy as an old disease of sailors, if people eat mostly processed foods, they can easily become deficient in vitamin C. But if we eat our broccoli and our Brussels sprouts, we will receive that important vitamin and build healthy blood vessels. You know, and again, um, we talk about this in some of our classes, but kind of what you were alluding to, we think of scurvy as an old disease that people it, don't get anymore. They do. They do. Yeah. I mean, that's what we, what nurses have been telling us is that nurses in the local area are saying they see kids come in and starting to develop some of this almost scurvy syndrome because yeah. they have a complete lack of vitamin C. They're just eating chicken nuggets and burgers. In their diet. Right. There's no vitamin C there. Um, so kind of just... If you, you know, tuned in halfway, um, yeah, and, you know, right, you were trying to figure this out. Let's just go back and recap this. Right. Let's recap everything we've been talking about to support the healthy hair, healthy skin, and healthy nails. So first, women need to eat, you know, about four ounces of protein at meals, and then men need to eat about six ounces or so at their meals, so they consume enough amino acids, right? Those are the building blocks of protein. Yes. Um, enough protein so that they're getting adequate zinc and then iron. So for all the hunters out there, this even includes venison. So, you know, so four ounces for women. I mean, if what's great is if you have a food scale. You can use that, and that's the best way to go. That is the best way to go. I mean, that that way you can put it on the food scale, and it's after it's cooked. 
Right. Not and you before. Say, this is okay. This is four ounces. Um, but another, if a rule of thumb, if you don't have a food scale, it's kind of about the size and thickness of the palm of your hand. Not your whole hand, not but the just palm. the palm, but a little bit bigger. You yep. know, I always tell people that it's just, it's a little bit bigger. It's not, um, it's, yeah, it's a little bit bigger, a little than bigger. That. It's not going to hurt you. And some people might need to give up dairy in order to get rid of their eczema, psoriasis, acne, rosacea. I know I had to. Yeah. You know, for, especially for like the acne and I think for you with some of the dandruff. Yep. Again, dairy is so inflammatory for the skin. So have right. to get completely. Completely. Completely out. Now, we still cook our eggs in butter. Yes. And but. we'd still have a little heavy cream yes. because it's just the fat portion of the dairy. Right. But it's the proteins that really react and show up in the that skin. casein in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that eggs are in the same case as milk at the grocery store, but eggs come from chickens. And dairy comes from cows. And it seems silly, but we do get a lot of people. I've had clients come in and they say, well, I gave up dairy, so I quit eating eggs. Right. Which you can, again, you can still have your eggs. And eggs, I mean, again, great source of protein. And that yolk. Wonderful for you. It's so high in nutrients. And then last but not least, really make sure to eat plenty of healthy fats. And when we say healthy fats, I mean, we mean avocados. We mean olive oil. Um, butter, butter. love so, the butter, right? butter, not margarine and coconut. So all of the tissues stay moist and shiny. So really, I mean, those are kind of, kind of the very basics, the very principles of, of a lot of the foundation of our healthy hair, skin and nails. It is. Make sure you're getting enough protein, make sure you're eating enough healthy fats. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we say, if, if some of these things are still going on and you're doing what you're doing we, everything right. You're, you're doing what we talk about, right? You, you know, I have clients who said, I've been listening to the podcast and I've been really doing what you guys have said. And a lot of things have improved, improved right? I have yep. a lot of benefit, but I'm still having, you know, these couple things lingering. So maybe they still have little bits of rosacea or they still have, you know, some chipping nails or they still have that toenail that's yellow or whatever it is. Exactly. Make an appointment. Make an appointment because yeah. that's when we really do. We go through that health questionnaire and that health history. And really dig, dig, dig um, and figure out okay, what, else is, what else is doing this. Now, the cool thing is, so we've talked about coconut oil as a healthy fat. Yes. You know what else you can do it? What? You can put it in your hair. Yes. I was going to say, I, I went over to Brenda's house one day and she had there very shiny hair. Lots coconut of coconut oil. oil in the hair. Yep. But have a great weekend, everybody. Yes. That was a great show, Brenna. Well, I had fun. I had fun, too. So right. everyone else... Change your food, change your life, and happy Saturday. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.